Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Nature versus Narcissism for the third time today. We can do it. We're getting there. We've got it. We, we've we done this before. Yes. This isn't our first time. <laughs> There's that voice again. You guys missed it with the other recordings, but she has a nice sensual voice today. It's my sensual voice. It's my calm voice. It's my we can get through this week voice. Don't worry. <laughs> it's the voice she uses on the customers who will not shut the fuck up. I will. I do. It's okay. No, I understand. I do. I really do. I know. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm here for you. Yeah. That's the one I use. (laughs) That's the one I use. (laughs) No, I literally used that voice today on somebody because they just wouldn't stop yelling. And I just got calmer and calmer. And I was like, yep. What I'm trying to say is, yeah, this is how we're going to resolve it. Well, I'll let you speak. Okay, thank you, because here's how the process works. <laughs> Dude, I swear it works. It works. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And the more I've been leaning on that, the more I'm convinced it works. Like, if you... Literally. You, in a not condescending call, but it's no. like you literally have to use just a quiet... No, yes. I... No, I understand. I really do. And they're like, yep. oh. Why okay. am I yelling? They're not yelling yeah. back. Exactly. <laughs> We're all here for you. Don't yeah. worry. it's like they get confused and they're like what do i do now yeah but it's like when you use which i've used the fake friendly voice when it's like no i get it no okay mr so-and-so if you just call you out on that yes i got Mm -hmm. mocked once for it so then i had to change up my customer service voice so if anyone works in customer service and is curious i promise you this voice does work if you get just a little quiet and you talk like this it works yeah it does (laughs) it does facts facts right away because it worked for me and it also when you hang up the phone it feels really nice because you feel like you got one over on them that's right no that's exactly it you were mad now (laughs) yeah and it's not like we're doing anything bad we're still helping them but we're helping them without the headache and it feels amazing (laughs) it really does it really does it does it feels like you got them even though really we got all we got them was them just stop listening yelling to us. enough to listen to us help <laughs> them like that's it we're like ha ha bitch i got you by letting you help by letting me help you 
Yeah. But I still got you. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing. Yeah, it's so weird. But it definitely makes your call count go up. Like, I ended the day with 12 (laughs) outbound. So that was nice. It's like successful, man. Successful. I know. I know. But yeah, you people don't really get that voice from me. So yeah, sorry for it. Well, if you do get the voice, you know she means business. So listen close. <laughs> Absolutely. We're having a lot of technical difficulties on Heather's side. But technical we're gonna figure it out. difficulties. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're here. It's okay. Fine. So this is a bonus episode. Because we yeah. haven't gotten that far yet in the intro, guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like eternity on our end. <laughs> yes. But it's only been like two minutes for you guys. You're so yeah. lucky. Yep. Technology. Good and bad. <laughs> so we've been sharing some bonus content lately because we have a lot of topics that we wanted to cover that didn't really fit in the themes. So before getting back into the themes, we wanted to do a few more bonus episodes and this one I've been wanting to do for a while and I feel like you mentioned it a while back Brittany Mm -hmm. um just other serial killers who were in law enforcement at some point and yes when I say that I can think of like 20 in my head right now yeah I mean some of which people already know about others I just heard about on a different podcast for a different reason and they were like this person da 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 and I'm like shit he could have been on here too late Mm -hmm. now there's a lot. There's a lot. And I feel like we've mentioned this in, you know, multiple episodes where it kind of seems to be, you know, either, you know, law enforcement or military. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with, like, the structure and the control aspect of it. Because, Absolutely. You know, a lot of these serial killers or just people in general who are shipped off to boot camp or shipped off Mm -hmm. to like a boarding school or something when they're adolescents because they're already troublemakers or whatever you know so we're gonna send you here you're gonna be reformed you're gonna do the right thing oh yeah you got this discipline and now look at you well yeah yeah, look at him behind the curtain guy he's disciplined but in a different way right right (laughs) yes and yes I've always felt like it's it's the power that comes with now the military thing kind of always threw me because I don't necessarily you don't get to feel like you're in a position of power when you're in military you know a lot of times it's that quite the opposite I would know I've never been in but just hearing from anyone in who's in the armed services that's what it seems like at least for an aspect of it and then maybe after a while but I think a lot of it is um a sense of belonging Especially for, you know, for people who are outsiders in the sense of like a serial killer or something like that where they just want a place to belong and maybe they kind of default to the military because they they don't know what else to do. I don't know. I don't know. But definitely the law enforcement thing, it seems like they definitely just want to have a position of power and they want to be in control over people in whatever aspect they can. And then sometimes it's really fucked up aspects, so... Exactly. Yeah. And that whole sense of belonging to something, I think, really hits home to a lot of these criminals because, you know, they, like I said, sometimes they're shipped off to boarding school. Sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. it's disciplinary reasons, whatever. So they already feel abandoned. They feel neglected. Uh, Then they go into this environment where they are a team or part of one or whatever the mantras and sayings and things are. But yeah, then that does come with a whole slew of other things right so they feel like 
and this is just me looking from the outside in, they do feel like they right. have some type of control because they are looked up to by society, right? Being right. in the armed forces and things like that. So yeah. I think that aspect does have a control factor. But yes, 100,000% law enforcement, I feel like all the way, they want that power and control. Yes. I mean, not to just, I'm just going to briefly touch on, if I can, Cannibal yeah. Cop. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I don't think we ever fully, I don't know if you saw how the episode released anymore. That was kind of a shit show of an episode. I can't remember. I think I do. I can't remember. It was seasons ago. I just, no, no, it was seasons ago. And I yeah. know that we touched on it and I can't remember. Like, it was just such a blur. I feel like we we covered that like twice because I think mm-hmm. like the first attempt wasn't good. But anyway, I, yes, like he, to me, is a prime example of like just the wrong kind of person to get into law enforcement. And for those exact reasons, like he just really liked almost like in a very douchebaggy way, just Mm -hmm. like wants to be, look at me. And obviously I, that's not saying that everyone who joins like the, you know, police or any kind of law enforcement is doing that, but that's the prime kind of like candidate and i just feel like he really embodied that kind of like he did i'm in charge and look at me and then like bringing that into his like really fucked up fantasy world where he mm. was like wanting to completely control a woman it down to consuming her you know in his fantasy world like <laughs> i'm gonna control everything even how literally, much of you i eat literally everything yeah. So, yes, to me, he's, like, the prime in my brain, just, like, example of that exact kind of guy that really wants to get into law enforcement that should not. Yeah. No, 100,000% agree with you. Like, and for those who don't know or haven't heard of or listened to Where the Weird Things Are podcast, that is Brittany's podcast, and we did cover that on there as well. Oh, Um, did we? Is that what it was? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I really loved the episode on there about that because I felt like okay. you had a lot more detail there. But there is, I think it's on Netflix, there's a documentary uh, about that one, actually. So we should watch that and see. Maybe I did already? I think I did already. I don't even know. I, <laughs> I, it's all mushed together. Heather and yeah. I have been podcasting together for a very long time. And so yes. sometimes it kind of like my brain just like... <laughs> mushes, yeah. Mushes and forgets when we did. Yes. Okay, so maybe if it is on... Where the weird things are, yes, but he is. Oh, yeah. If you haven't looked up the Cannibal Cop, um, definitely give that a gander. Spoiler: He never actually ate anyone, so you can finish your dinner and listen to it. Yes, he never actually <laughs> ate anybody. Uh, yeah. He actually, spoiler again, never actually killed anybody, killed anyone. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, all the spoilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're right about that too. And and two cops or two former law enforcement officials who wanted to be cops um, that jumped to my mind right now are Edmund Kemper and um, Carrie Hartman. So if you guys haven't listened to season three of Cold podcast, listen to it. It's amazing. They talk about Carrie Hartman on there, but he wanted to be a police officer. He was in the reserves for a minute and he basically inserted himself into things as if he Hmm. was a cop. Okay. Edmund Kemper, kind of the same thing. He carried yeah. a badge and a gun or a badge and something, and he thought that he was one of the, the guys, but he really wasn't. Well, he would go to the bars yeah. with a lot of the police the officers. Cops, yeah. Yes, and he he really – but you know what? And I've, I've literally watched documentaries where the, the old – those 
cops are talking and said like honestly they they liked his company they liked yeah. having him around they they quite yeah enjoyed enjoyed him enjoyed and, him, and kind yeah. of saw him as a as a equal as you know some sort yeah, yeah so that's really crazy yeah, there's a lot of stuff about him, and people would probably be like, you're psychotic, Heather, if I told you my thoughts about it. But, like, yeah, he did seem like a genuinely, like, easy, carefree, easy to person. get along with genuine person. Yeah, very likable. Unless you were a woman, you know. Well, yeah, or his mother. <laughs> yes, like, he wasn't... <laughs> particularly yeah great with the with the women folk with the ladies <laughs> but but yeah we, you know the, the 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 cops that he would hang out with said that they liked him and he was personable yeah. and you know to the point where when he admitted to his crimes they were like thought he was joking they were like, they were like okay. there's no way guy yeah <laughs> no, you're my homie that let's let's go like get okay haha yeah. funny but like really help us find who did this yeah he's like no really it's me they're like no, all right quit josh and me okay <laughs> we need to go get a brewski and talk about this he's like i already told you everything you need to know exactly yeah but okay so i'm not going to talk about either one of those in this i do have two serial killers who i do want to talk about that we're part of law enforcement at some point. The first one is John Reginald Halliday Christie. John Reginald Halliday Christie. Yeah. It's okay. a really nice name. I'm going to show you his picture real quick. Okay. Don't like his face. Wow, I don't like that. I am not a fan. Why not? I don't... <laughs> Look up John Jacob Reginald Christopher Christie. <laughs> Jingleheimer Schmidt. Jingleheimer Schmidt, whenever you get the opportunity. Because, <laughs> man, oh, man, that's a face. It's a face. It's You'll never forget it. He's got, like, these no. bug eyes that are, like, in his glasses. Yeah. It's, it, he looks like a mixture of Red Foreman from <laughs> that 70s show <laughs> yes! and the people from Hills Have Eyes. That oh is God. what that it is. is He's the me. mashup. That's him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Shit. Except he was way dead before any of those people came around, but it's fine. It's the same. Can't He's from both family lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was born on April 8th, 1899 in Halifax, Metropolitan Borough of Calder, Calderdale, West Yorkshire, uh, England. Holy shit. Wow. You want to try that lot. again? No. I no. <laughs> Metropolitan West? Borough of Calderdale, West Yorkshire. Yorkshire? Because you're not Yorkshire. supposed to say Shire. Okay. Oh. Yorkshire. Yorkshire. You're right. England. Yeah. There we go. Boom. Yeah, England. So York. Yorkshire. No Shires. Yorkshire. All right. Okay. He okay. died July 15th, 1953 in Barnsbury, London Borough. Greater London, England. You're welcome. They like their burrows over there. They do, and I, they really do. I get really lost in them. <laughs> he died because he was executed. End of story. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. He died because he was executed. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> he died because he died. Yeah. All right. Duh. So synonyms. Need I say more? <laughs> Episode done. <laughs> He was buried in the Pentonville Prison Cemetery. He, just as a little synopsis about him, he was a British serial killer who strangled and murdered all of his victims at his own residence located at 10 Rillington Place, Notting Hill, 
London, England. Mm. Mm-hmm. Always so bold to do it in your own home. Like I. Well, where are you most comfortable, Brittany? In your no, own I home. No, I get that, and you <laughs> control the environment. I understand Accurate. that because we've been watching a lot of Dexter lately, and mm-hmm. it kind of stresses me out that he does all the murdering, like out, you know, in random places. Because I'm like, yeah. you don't control that environment. You exactly. don't know. But on the flip side, you know, now all of that evidence is in your home. But I guess it was like 194. So <laughs> what are they going to find there? <laughs> like, what are they even going to find evidence wise? Like, yeah. either either you have a bloody knife in your face or there's no evidence. Like, that's what was going on. Back Accurate. Then. Doesn't even matter if the bodies are piling up in your closet. They don't care. Mm. No, they probably won't look. No DNA. Mm-mm. So he murdered eight women, including his own wife, Ethel. Damn, and here I always thought the wives were safe. Well, Aren't they usually, though? Not. But usually they are. Mm. Usually it's like they kill everybody but that wife because they need that for their beard, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So his victims were 21-year-old Ruth Furrist. 32-year-old Muriel Amelia Eady, 20-year-old Beryl Evans, their daughter, Geraldine, 15 months old. Whose daughter? um, Geraldine's daughter. Okay. His wife, Ethel Christie, 54. 26-year-old Kathleen Maloney, 24-year-old Rita Nelson, and 26-year-old Hectorina McLennan. Hectorina, okay. So, wow. all over the place with the ages. Yeah, it really was. So, prior to his arrest, though, he was involved in another murder trial. He was called in as the primary witness for the murder trial of Beryl and Geraldine Evans, whom were said to be murdered by their own husband and father. So, Geraldine and her baby were supposedly murdered by their oh, by the dad and the, yeah. the husband. Um, Timothy Evans. So okay. he, the reason he got intertwined with this is because they were flatmates. So they lived mm-hmm. in the same mm-hmm. building. Um, somehow he framed Timothy and then Timothy was eventually convicted for the murder of his baby and he was hanged for that murder. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to share some stuff and you're going to be like, motherfucker, you're actually the one who killed him. Aside from the fact that I already told you who his victims were. So, right. So, so I'm sorry. This serial killer was the flatmate of Geraldine's baby daddy. Yeah. And, and Geraldine and the baby. Yeah. They all, they all lived together. So, yes. so the three of them lived with the serial killer, John Jacob, Corline, Christy. Halliday. Yeah. Um, so they all lived with him and then mm-hmm. he went and murdered the girlfriend wife or whatever and child correct and okay ah fucker jesus christ like and timothy knew that he did it too timothy actually kind of covered it up for a hot second the the baby daddy yep okay yeah i'll get back to that in a second but just to kind of like touch base on who this guy was um in his early childhood and early adulthood stuff like that so we talk about this a lot like how they were brought up what their family Mm. life was like so he was abused by his father we hear that all the time 
dominated by his mother and his sisters. Whoopsie-daisy. At eight, he saw the the open coffin of his deceased grandfather. And apparently this was quite traumatizing for him. Um, and you know, at eight years old, he's still mentally developing, obviously. So, um, I saw my <laughs> grandfather open casket at open casket at eight years, literally eight years old. My grandfather died and it was an open casket and I saw his body and I just, I'm not murdering people. So I'm just saying, but are you, we don't know for sure. I don't have that kind of energy. Like, I know. I it's like a lot, lot, it takes of, a work. lot of work. Oh my God. Like, I don't even want to like clean my house as is like you talking. Yeah. What? what? Yeah, like, that's true. Imagine having to clean your toilet, mm-hmm. but then like a hundred times more difficult than that. And oh. like the stakes are a hundred times higher. Count me out. Count me way out, man. I Count don't even clean out. our toilets. Jason does. So. Oh, what? Yeah. I don't know. He just gets in there. I need to and get I let him. that deal because it's yeah. always me. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I just thought. Okay. Yep. Yep. So good thing you're not murdering people, but no. he ended up doing that. So I'm just well, saying to something. like use that as an excuse is so odd. Like it because, is. Yeah. Like we yeah. all see fucking like dead open people. Casket, dead bodies. Yeah. Like I've seen the sixth sense. I know. <laughs> I see dead people. At 11, he received a scholarship to Halifax Secondary School. He was very detailed with everything. He did excellent in math and algebra. It was later learned that he had an IQ of 128. So, according to the oh, IQ hi, hi. Test Academy, the average mm-hmm. is 90 to 109. 110 yeah. to 119 is high average. 120 to 129 is very high. 130 and above is extremely high. So, yeah. he was doing pretty good for himself. Doing the high, yeah. Yeah. He participated in extracurriculars such as choir and boy scouts but he had very few friends so he's like "Mm, peace out in 1913 and started working as an assistant movie projectionist assistant movie projectionist yeah so at like 14 years old or something so like wow good job bud Okay. What does yeah. an assi- I what does an assistant movie projectionist do? You like let me I don't know. I feel like maybe he was just kind of helping this. hold the camera. Yeah, like, <laughs> like let me hold this. Okay. All right. Yep. Here, I plug can't... this in for me while I record. Right. That's like yeah. literally like I got you, boss. I'll plug this in and stand here next to the box to make sure it keeps playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, he was 14, so child labor laws. That's and true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Can't make him do too much. <laughs> that cord's heavy. Yeah. So, according to the Murdia. Wow. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> according to the Murderpedia website, by the time he reached puberty, he already associated sex with death, dominance, and violent aggression, rendering him impotent unless. And less in complete control of the situation. His first attempts at sex were failures, branding him as Reggie No Dick and Can't Do It Christy throughout adolescence. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, kids are dicks. Like, <laughs> kids are assholes. I'm trying not to laugh, but those are funny. <laughs> I'm, I will laugh. I don't. It's funny. Like it, kids are assholes. Reggie are no assholes. dick and can't do it, Christy. Okay. I mean, they so, work with his name. Yeah. 
so he it as in adolescence adolescence or like early teens or whatever he was like already you said associated sex with death like Mm -hmm. at what point do you get how did you get there i just don't understand like from his own fucking brain like he was like oh no sex and death go hand in hand i just don't yeah yeah okay yeah i mean he was dominated by his mother and sisters so i don't know there's a lot about his childhood that i don't know um right yeah, and, like, the, the amount of, like, trauma yeah. that he whatever did or did not have, we don't know. But, yes, that can have, like, a an effect on your psyche and your ability yeah. to perform sexually, I'm sure. But, like, these kids fucking, like, they're kids. Like, seriously, like, I – how old, I wonder, when he got these nicknames because it's, like – Right around 14, I'm thinking. 14? They were already 14 calling to him – 15, yeah. Can't do it, Christy. No – Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe I went to, like, a pretty conservative school, but nobody was fucking having sex even at that age that was, like, announcing it when I was in school. So, like, Same. you wouldn't even get that nickname because nobody, like, tries. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and he was also a hypochondriac and hysteric, and he often wow. ex- exaggerated or fiend illnesses as a ploy to get attention from others. So there's a lot of stuff going on in his There's a lot to unpack. Childhood. Yep. Yeah. Certainly. Big yep. old suitcase. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big, giant, bulging suitcase that they're going to charge you extra to bring on the plane. Yeah. Kind of shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah. No carry on for him. So early adulthood, he enlisted as a signal man in World War One, But there was a mustard gas attack in which he was hospitalized for and he claimed from that attack that he suffered blindness so he's just having a a time but remember he's also a hypochondriac right he claimed but he could see i'm assuming (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay there was never any proof that he was blind like from doctor's records nothing saying that he was blind how do you get proof that someone's blind Obviously, they well, he was the still out there like working and doing things. I guess so that's he could what I'm see. saying. Like, what? he's like, I'm blind, and like, they're like, but they're what? Like, what is this? And he's like, that's a sign. And they're like, well, you're not blind, are you? They're like, how many fingers am I holding up? He's like two, and they're like, yeah, that's correct. And he's like, damn it! <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I swear I'm blind. And they're like, how many fingers am I holding up? And he's like, purple. Told you yep. I'm blind. And yep. they're like, oh shit, nailed it. Yep. <laughs> well, on top of that. On top of him being quote unquote blind, he also went mute for three years following this attack. So he couldn't really tell them how many fingers or the color purple. So maybe they didn't know. They're like, I saw you looking at things. You're not blind. I saw you looking. You know, they had like a chick walk in front of him and like bend over and drop something. And they're like, You looked. You're not blind. And he's like, I can't talk to you because I'm mute. So he's like making all these facial expressions at him. They're like, we saw your eyes looking, so you're not blind. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy, he's something. So then he's like, well, I'm blind, I'm mute. I'm 22, or, well, I don't know how old he was, but whatever. He married a 22-year-old, Ethel uh-huh. Waddington, on May 10th, okay. 1920. He was 21 at that point. My bad. Okay. Oh, he likes older women. Okay. Oh, yeah. He was a little coo- She was a little cougar. A little cougar. Yeah. All right. W- one year. Mm-hmm. So he was impotent with her, and he instead frequented visits with sex workers. He's like, 
I'm gonna marry you, but also I'm gonna go out here and do my thing with them. Yeah, so the marriage ended after about four years, and many people suspected that she stayed for four years because she was afraid of him. So this is, like, all in hindsight, too. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, at the time they were like, oh, she probably goes. No. Like, later, okay. It was, like, after they were like, yeah, she was definitely afraid of him. Um, just, yeah. Just to throw he's this out here. He's fucking blind and mute, and he's doing all this shit. Like, I'm afraid of him, too. If you're afraid of somebody... That's when you leave. Yeah. Just just a little safely get a plan in place. Well, and that's, we've talked about that before, too. Like, yeah. the minute they decide to leave is the most dangerous time. No, it especially is. Especially if is. they're cut yeah. off from everyone. Yeah. But that's, like, just for you and your own brain. The second you're yeah. afraid of your partner is when you need to start making that plan to safely yeah. skedat. And maybe it took for her sure. four years to safely skedat from that yeah. scenario. Yeah. Very possible. And again, they were young, too. So, like, she was probably That's really true. in love. Yep. That'll get With you, man. no dick. <laughs> Whatever. I can't remember. Can't do a Christy. Reggie, no, no dick. dick. Rick. Can't oh. do a Christy. Reggie, no. Not no dick break. Okay. <laughs> Why? Nice I can't that remember. His, I can't remember his fucking name. Like, <laughs> he has four of them. What do you want? Like, that's a lot to remember. Maybe I should stop calling him a different name. <laughs> Every time, just name him something else. <laughs> I have been. So, for about 10 years following that separation with her, he was running wild with criminal activities. He's Rampant. like, I'm going to do all the bad things. <laughs> I'm blind. They're never going to catch me. I can't see them. They can't see me. <laughs> I can't see you. You can't see me. Exactly. Christy, we can see you. <laughs> no, you can't. Looks right Quit at beating him. up that sex worker. <laughs> right. So he was committing a plethora of petty offenses that landed him in prison for three months for stealing postal workers or postal orders while working as a postman. Somehow he got a job, even though he so, can't see er, and read things because he can't see with his eyes. He was delivering mail somehow. At this t- <laughs> yeah. It's very confusing. He's like, I can't. And they're like, okay, but you keep delivering this to the correct people, so how are you figuring it out? Ah, uh, by instinct. They're like, all right, well, that's working for you. Here it's you working. And then they're like, wait, why is stuff missing? Maybe he really is blind. <laughs> you know? So he was just stealing people's mail, essentially. Stealing mail, yeah. All right. Then he got another nine months for theft, then another six months for assaulting a sex worker who he was living with at the time in 1929. So he wasn't with his wife anymore? No. They had separated. So this is the 10 years following that separation. He's doing all this stuff. Yeah. Then he got another three months for stealing a car from a priest in 1933. Wow. Insult to injury, man. Right. (laughs) The priest was probably like, I can heal your blindness. He's like, not if I get your car first. (laughs) Stole your car, bitch. (laughs) Stupid. You can't drive if you're blind. (laughs) Now, how is he still doing the blind thing at this point? I or don't, did he let that go? I think he must have let it go because, like, must how is he have, doing all of this hard stuff? to keep up that ploy this yeah. entire time. Like, right. this ruse is not gonna. Yeah, I think he's like, well, I went three years being mute. I think I'll just give up blindness too. Maybe I can go commit some crimes now. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid idiot. Can always fall back on it if need. Yeah, to. if I need to, I can go blind again. Don't test me. Yeah. 
I can go blind in a drop of a hat. I'm just saying. Oops, blind. <laughs> Closes his eyes. <laughs> oh, the blindness is back. <laughs> Only when it's convenient, though. Like... Yeah, of course. No, of course. Oh, my God. You need to re- do your taxes there, Reggie. I can't see. <laughs> and the tax day goes and comes and goes, and he's Next like, I'm day, good. you can see again. <laughs> He, tried, he wrote down, can't do my taxes, I'm blind. <laughs> Next day is perfectly fine. Going to the picture show. You were yeah. blind! Thank God, so stupid. <laughs> One of those silent picture shows, man. Yeah. When he was released in 1933, he and Ethel reconciled, got back together. Oh She's my. like, Ethel, it's been 10 Ethel! years. You're good, you're good the fuck is ethel doing i don't know fuck, she's all grown ethel. up now she should have just stayed away no ethel 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 okay i know i know so he was not changed at all i mean he might not have been blind anymore but he wasn't changed in any other way he still <laughs> went out to see the sex workers he would not do anything with her mm-hmm. um and then his violent sexual urges kind of increased and he was now into necrophilia so that's a fun oh, little grab bag thing yeah nice yeah, little transition just, just nice add it right in evolution love yeah. it yep. yeah yeah he's really going up or down the ranks i'm not sure how yeah. you would look at that well. so so things with ethel and christy were hunky-dory enough to lead them to move into a place together in 1938 they moved into 10 rillington place his murder place and okay. With World War II ramping up, he decided that he wanted to serve others. So he applied for the police force. How if he's blind? Yeah. Well, yeah. And wouldn't you know it, the whippersnapper was accepted. What? I know. Crazy. Wait, so speaking of whippersnapper, how old was he at this point? Do we know? Um, This is 38. He was born in 99. He's 39. 30. 30, 30, no. 30, no. 37. 37, 38. 38, 39. Yeah, somewhere in there. He's in yeah. his late 30s. Yeah. Okay. So he was assigned to Harrow Road Police Station. And while there on duty, he decided to multitask and he began an affair with a woman who was working at the police station. Oh, for crying out loud. Well, Poor you know, Ethel, Ethel's at home, you know. Ethel's having a hard time. Poor poor lady, yeah. Yeah. So to make things a bit more juicy and interesting, her husband was serving as a soldier at the time. And the two mm-hmm. were involved for several years, all the way up until December of 1943, when he resigned as an officer because his lover's husband caught them in bed together and beat the shit out of him. I think I would resign, too. I mean... That might be the time to uh Yeah. Rethink your out. life choices. <laughs> yep, yep. Have a deep internal look. Maybe go into the woods for a while. <laughs> Never come back. Some soul searching. <laughs> run away. Go in blind a tent again. In the mountains. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, take up blindness. Yeah, take up blindness. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. I might uh, take up blindness next week. <laughs> Right when the house is real dirty. I'm blind today. <laughs> Handle it. Babe, I'm blind. I need you to clean. <laughs> oh. So here's where the murders come in. So mm-hmm. he was he was with the police force not very long, obviously. But, I mean, he was still a law enforcement officer, right? How long was it? Not long. 
38 to 43. Five okay. years ish. All right. Yeah. yeah. Not, too, not too long. So not great. No, not the best. <laughs> With one. the rest of his resume, not great. I mean, if you have ten plus years of criminal activity <laughs> and only five as a cop, it's not looking good. Yeah, if you're looking at it as a whole, <laughs> yeah, not the best. No, he he tried though. He gave it the old college try. Sure did. Not college try. No. So his victims. Ugh, mm-hmm. Okay. Ruth Furst. Furst. However you want to say it. Sorry. She was 21. She was impulsively strangled during sex in 1943 by him. So he's like having sex with her and then he's like, ah, and strangles her to death off of impulse. So Muriel Amelia Edie, 32, she was a work colleague who promised to. Yeah. I don't know why it always freaks me out when you hear someone that's your age. It does. Kind of like, yeah. Or like your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So she worked with him and he promised to cure her bronchitis with a quote unquote special mixture that he had concocted. Always trust. Always. Definitely always trust. Yeah. A kind of a random person who says they have a special concoction that's going to fix your ailment. Absolutely. Take it. No questions asked and pay whatever they ask for it. Absolutely. Especially when it's a work colleague and not even like a a friend. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This concoction was made with domestic gas, which contained carbon monoxide. That's always fun. So this would render someone unconscious, obviously. Domestic gas? What is that? Carbon monoxide? I don't know. I don't know. Unless it's like, I'm going to sound really ignorant, but I don't care. Are they talking about like actual gasoline? Well, that's... But if it's carbon monoxide, that and, yeah, it says would it just be like a. It. But I just don't understand how you can mix a gas into a a liquid to drink. That's where I'm like, because this know. was a beverage, correct? The way it sounded, it was like a concoction, a special mixture concoction. Yeah, that I would assume she would have to drink it. So, so that's where my brain was like, how do you drink? gas like not no gasoline clue. but like a uh, gas all right all right sorry. no clue this guy he just i mean you gotta trust him he knows what he's doing okay duh, duh. <laughs> after she was unconscious he choked her to death and then sexually assaulted her after and this mm-hmm. was in october of 1944 okay so oh just kidding i do know what happened to ruth's body because he buried ruth and muriel in the communal garden outside of his apartment building. What the fuck is up with these dudes doing shit in communal gardens, burying bodies and burning bodies in communal gardens where there are other people that can just go there at any point? This is all happening in England, okay? I know. Ask your homies. Because who the fuck, and why am I blanking on his name, who... I know. I couldn't who think burned of the either. bodies in the communal garden of his... Oh, my God. All right. All right. All right. I'm getting mad. Yep. I know. I know. So stupid. It's rough. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So now we've come to Beryl Evans, 20 and her daughter, Geraldine, 15 months. So this is the backstory about Timothy Evans's family. So they moved oh. to that place, that building, in mm. April of 1948. On October 10th, my mom's birthday, oh. in 1948, Beryl gave birth to their first child. Then in November of 1949, she learned that she was pregnant again. So okay. Christy, serial killer Christy, promised that he could help her abort the fetus as the couple couldn't afford another child at the time. Oh, God. And they weren't expecting it. So when Timothy left for work, Christy used that special gas to incapacitate Beryl. He then strangled and raped her after she was dead. Mm. Upon his return from his work trip, Tim- Timothy was told by Christy that she had died during the procedure. And for that, they needed to hide her body as abortion was illegal in England at the time. So then Christy persuaded Timothy to stay with family in Wales for a bit and leave Geraldine in his care. Like, I'm going to watch your girl. Go stay with your family for now. I'm going to take care of this. We've got to hide her body. Oh, my God. So Timothy, in shock, I'm sure, upset, not knowing what to do, thinking he's going to go to jail for his wife's abortion and murder Mm -hmm. he's like okay i'm gonna listen to him he knows what he's talking about so timothy went back to that home on several occasions to ask about geraldine his daughter Mm -hmm. but christy kept refusing to allow him to see her and Mm -hmm. finally on november 30th of 1949 timothy went to the police and told them that he had accidentally killed his own wife by giving her something to abort their unborn child because he didn't want to get christy in trouble he then told him told them that he disposed of her in a sewer drain and then arranged for someone to watch after Geraldine while he went to Wales to visit family. Police went and checked out the sewer and then re-questioned Timothy, who finally broke down and told them all about Christy and what had happened. Yeah. Why would he take the blame for that? I think because he wanted to get his daughter back and he thought the only way he could was like outing himself and maybe if he did that, Christy would be like, all right, here's your daughter. I was just watching over her kind of thing. Okay, that makes sense. So on December 2nd of that same year, 1949, the police found the bodies of Beryl and Geraldine Evans hidden in the wash house in the back garden. Both had been strangled. And when Evans was shown the clothing clothing taken from the bodies of his wife and child, he also asked whether he was responsible for their deaths. This was, according to Evans' statement, the first occasion in which he was informed that his baby had been killed. He didn't even know up until that point. He just thought that his wife was. So from the details that are on the web about this, um, 
It appears as though his confession was coerced and he was under extreme stress, pressure, long interrogations. We hear this a lot. Mm -hmm. But at some point he confessed to having strangled Beryl during an argument over debts and then strangling his daughter two days later after which he left for Wales. Why would he do that? I know. He later recanted. Now at this point, why? I know. I know. Okay. He later recanted his confession, and the trial began in January of 1950, in which Christie was the key witness. In February of 1950, Timothy Evans's appeal failed, and he was hanged on March 9, 1950, for the murder of his baby, which he never did, and the murder of his wife, which he never did. For crying out loud. Yeah, that's fucked. That is fucked. That is fucked. In so many ways. I mean, obviously, he made some poor choices Mm -hmm. in this, this, in these decisions, in this decision making. Yeah. But I just, it kind of confuses me why he would still confess after. Maybe he was like, oh, I fucking already said it. I'm in it now. How do we know he didn't do it? I mean, I don't, with all of his other victims and the way they were all killed and, and where they were disposed of, I mean, I feel like he didn't do it, and I feel like it was Christy. Um, mm. And I feel like Christy was a very manipulative person. Yeah, absolutely. I just, yes. And the only yeah. thing that made me really think about it is why he would, even after they discovered and told him that his daughter was dead, why he wouldn't be like, this fucking guy did it! Why he I just, know. like, what are you going to lose? Exactly. Yeah, and, and okay. I can't answer that, but I mean, we've seen coercive interrogation tapes and things like that, but thinking that's about true. it back then and how abortion and all of that was illegal there, that's like, true. I can't even imagine what was going through his head. And then he lost his wife, his unborn yeah. baby, and his 15-month-old baby. He had nothing else to lose. And you did say that he recanted later. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he didn't stick to it. Right. Crazy. All right. So then Christy, um, his wife, Ethel, 54, she was murdered in their bed on December 14th, 1952. She was last seen two days prior. On December 16th, he took her wedding ring to a jeweler and sold it. So two days after he murdered her. Then he sold her watch a week later and kept writing her sister letters all the way through January of 1953, telling her sister that her rheumatism was preventing her from writing letters herself and she was having christy write them for her yeah okay he then sold all of the furniture except for three chairs a kitchen table and a mattress to sleep on i don't know why he needs three chairs very confusing he's only one person (laughs) his dead company (laughs) he likes to have friends over (laughs) who is he gonna play cards with yeah Mm mm-hmm on February 2nd, 1953, he forged his wife's signature on her bank account and emptied it out. Because he needs money. Of course. Naturally. Yeah. yeah. And it's been a few months. It's fine. Yeah. Nobody will catch him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Between January 19th, 1953 and March 6th, 1953, somewhere in there, he murdered 26-year-old Kathleen Maloney. Mm-hmm. Between January 19th, 1953, and March 6th, 1953. This was a busy couple months for him, okay? Clearly, yeah. He also murdered Rita Nelson, 24, and Hectorina McLennan, 26. Good God. He was just on Real it. busy. Real busy. Yep. So, his arrest, his trial, his death. We're going to get to it. 
-hmm. He moved out of 10 Rillington Place on March 20th, 1953, because, like, he had, like, really built up the body count. It's time to get out, you know, skedaddle. Right, of course. Yeah. He defrauded a couple who took up residence by taking, okay, seven pounds, right? Is that right? Okay. From them. (laughs) Seven pounds from them? All right. Yeah. Although he was not authorized by the landlord of the property to do so. So he was, like, pretending that he was, like, the property manager person. Y'all owe me seven pounds. Thanks. So they were forced to move out within 24 hours. Fucker. Jeez. I know. The day he left Rillington Place, he booked a room at the King's Cross Rowtown Houses under his Mm -hmm. real name and address, because that's really smart. (laughs) He asked for seven nights, but he only stayed for four. Mm-hmm. And he left on March 24th, 1953. I don't know if he ever got his money back, but probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probs not. A few days later, a new tenant discovered the bodies hidden in a wallpapered over coal cellar in the kitchen. Oh, for crying out a coal cellar. Yeah. I think we have one of those in our basement, actually. Something like that. Check it for bodies next time you're down there. I, I genuinely do not go in there for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. partially because I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy basement. <laughs> uh, pathological tests later revealed carbon monoxide in their bodies, so he used that concoction with all his victims, it sounds like. He called the police, this this uh, pathologist, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, called the police, and a nationwide manhunt ensued on March 25th. Three days later, Christie telephoned, that's what they said in the article, telephoned the news of the world Mm -hmm. and arranged to meet a reporter offering an exclusive interview. He -hmm. said he would allow himself to be handed over to the police in exchange. The meeting never took place because Christie was frightened by the arrival of two policemen as he was waiting to meet the reporter. Gotcha. (laughs) Got spooked. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Well, just the fucking audacity of this guy is like, listen. I'm going to give you a story, and then you can take me to jail. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Yeah, what an ass. So after he left Roten House, he wandered all over London, sleeping on park benches at night. The search for him ended on March 31st when he was arrested near the embankment of Putney Bridge. Okay. Um, And this was, I guess, he was challenged by a policeman about his identity so i guess while he was sitting there like waiting for reporters the cops like hey bro what's your name are you no dick reggie and he was like no and he was like oh you can't get it christy and he's like yeah that's me or whatever it was (laughs) can't do it christy whatever (laughs) he's like yeah that's me hey that's me they were like (laughs) they were like hold on i can't remember they were like hey can't get a christy nothing Reggie Nodick. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's me. Hey, who, who's calling oh, for Oh, damn me? it. Oh, I'm blind. I'm blind, yeah. <laughs> I don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, but no, when, when he was asked what his name and address were, he said, John Waddington, 35 Westbourne Grove. And they're like, nah, you're Nodick, oh, Reggie. Basic. I've seen you before. You're... <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't get it, Christy, when I see one. Yep. <laughs> or can't do it. What can't was it? it? I don't know. Whatever it is. I think it, it's the same concept. Same. <laughs> he was then asked to remove his hat. The policeman recognized him and said, 
you're Christy, aren't you? He's like, you got me. No, I have this mustache, you see. He like turns around with a little pencil. (laughs) Nope. I have a mustache. I can't be. I can't be me. No, I I am Mrs. Iglesias. (laughs) I am am not me. I am not me. I am not. No, I'm not me. Um, but when he was arrested, he had his identity card with him. He had a ration book, his union card, an ambulance badge, an old newspaper clipping about the about the remand of Timothy Evans. He had all the things just pointing to himself. He had his birth certificate, birth certificate, yeah, security number, fucking first say. baby picture, fucking his little last tool sample, like. <laughs> His little fucking, like, umbilical cord thing is just still sitting there in the plastic first, bag. First baby teeth. Hairs from his first haircut. They were like, okay, this is you, man. I think it's you. No, it's not. No. It's not me. I'm Mrs. Iglesias, and I'm blind. <laughs> Feeling all around. Oh, God. Um, So the next day after all of that shit show, he was charged with his wife's murder. Then on April 15th, he was charged with murdering the three sex workers. While in prison, he confessed to murdering all the women that were found in the cellar, uh, as well as Beryl Evans. Okay. The one that Timothy got hanged for. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I guess I didn't realize he got hanged for it. Fuck. Yeah. But then he never admitted to killing Geraldine, the 15-month-old. Yeah, but again, I think that comes yeah. back to they just don't, you know, they don't yeah. want to be associated with something that's even more heinous than what they already fucking did. Like, yeah, exactly. Which I did just pisses me off. They're like, no, 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 but I didn't do that thing. You're like, I didn't do just that fucking one. own up. Like, yeah. <sighs> so yeah. his trial began on June 22nd, 1953 in the same court where Evans had been tried. He was on trial solely for the murder of his wife, though. He pleaded insanity and claimed to have poor memory of the events. Well, he's blind, of course. <laughs> of course. And also, he lost his sense of smell during the process, so he couldn't even associate smells with memories. Yeah. So we really had nothing to go off of. Yeah. He's Except like, for hey. his touch, maybe. Well. Well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if he's, <laughs> if he's into necrophilia, I don't know how good his touch is. That's true. So the jury was like, nah, fam, we don't believe you. And after 22 minutes, they found him guilty of murdering his wife. 22 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, no more games. That's about as long it took him to get up on the stand because he was stumbling around pretending to be blind. And by the time he got up there, they're like, fucking guilty, dude. Oh. <laughs> they're like, you don't even, we don't even have to go into the back, judge. We already came to our Can conclusion. Can we just. Skip to the end. We're all, we all, like, we all just, we're ready for lunch. Yeah, we're (laughs) over it. This dude's guilty. Fuck. We found his um, pieces of his umbilical cord at every fucking site. (laughs) Clearly it was him. Hanseled and Gretel, this bitch. Exactly. God damn. So on June 29th, he said that he would not appeal against the death sentence, which is good because, like, who cares, guy? If oh, wow. To you. Thank you for that piece of news. Yeah, thanks for helping. Um, <laughs> he was then hanged by Albert P. 
Pierre Point at Pentonville Prison. Say that ten times fast. Uh, so we, you just listed who hanged him? He was hanged by Albert Pierre Point at Pentonville Prison. His name was Albert Pierre, Pierre Point. Pierre Point. Alb. <laughs> Why do we need to know the name of the executioner? I don't know. Maybe if we want to look him up, Google him, Credit where credit's due. I don't know. Yeah, right, I guess. Was he like a famous executioner? Today he is. You know, Thurlow once told me that apparently back in the day you had to like, you could or you had to, I don't know, and this could be Thurlow bullshit, but pay the executioner, like tip them to like swing the axe hard. Obviously this is a little Shut bit different. Shut up. But to like, to swing the axe harder so that I would just kill you in one blow versus multiple. So you could like tip that. I, mean, I don't know. Listen it's, though, like if I'm dying anyway, I don't need my money. Take all my money and make yeah, it quick. <laughs> make it quick, homie. But that's just what I was like. Yeah, cause I was like, would you have famous executioners? And I was like, ah, actually. And then that's where my thought process went. I was like, you probably did. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah. maybe the ones that make it easier on you. And then that's yeah. That's how I'm gonna I look there. up Albert and see how many tips yeah. did you get. Albert? I'm just yeah. I'm curious the the way that they like mentioned his name. It makes you wonder if he was some like famous executioner. I mean, because obviously, if that's your job, that's what you do. That's not going to be right. the only time you do that. That's your job. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. have to clock in every day. So, yeah, for right. sure, you're to doing it more than once. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean no. to derail that. No, now I, I just thought of a way off track episode, but it's cool. It's cool. Um, <laughs> so that was on July 15th, 1953, uh-huh. on the same gallows as Timothy Evans. So probably Albert probably hanged Bro! Timothy, too. He's like, well, I'm hanging two people oh, for wait. the murder of one person. <laughs> Holy. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I hope Timothy's ghost fucking haunted his ass right on those gallows. He was like, oh, bitch. Oh, you oh bitch. you're about to die. You. you better not come near you're not me blind in the afterlife. Now, bitch. I'm going to fuck you up in the afterlife, bitch. And he's like, no, please don't. He was like, I'm going to give you atomic wedgie as soon as you get here. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's like, yeah. Can you see me now? Can you what? 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 <laughs> yep. Absolutely. He was psyching them out right there. There we go. Well, I have one more. This one's super short, though. Okay. Ernst. 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 There's no E. It's just Ernst. No, Ernest. Ernst. Er, how do you spell it? Ernst. <laughs> I said, how do you spell it? You said Ernst. How do you spell it? E R N S T. Ernst. 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 All Ernst right. Carl with a K. Ernst goes to jail. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what That's I thought. That's what the story is called. Ernst and this, goes to this jail. This is what he looks like. Okay. 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 He, he looks like looks a mix scary. of. Um, of. Oh. Well, David Tennant. He looks like a mix of David Tennant and the people from Hills Have Eyes. Oh, it's always people from <laughs> Hills Have Eyes, huh? They are getting it's around. The, it's because the um, it's disproportionate, like especially in the forehead area. Yes. Like it's just they just slightly off. It's like they almost look normal, but then like their forehead is like they have just a six seems head, yeah, completely disproportionate. Yeah, yeah. I got you. That's what it. That's that's how it gives me that vibe, but he does look like David Tennant plus Hills of Eyes, plus extra forehead. Got it. Okay, <laughs> forehead squared. 
So, <laughs> he was born in August of 1945 in Gaming Sheeb's Berserk, Lower Austria. Berserk. Not berserk. Berserk. Okay. Took, took me a minute to sound all that out, but we're oh. here. So, he died June 15th, 2011 at the age of 55 in another place that I can't pronounce at all because it has like 17 words to the place but it's also in Austria so that's all you need to know okay yeah yeah I'm not gonna butcher that one so he was a convicted murderer and regarded as one of the most dangerous criminals in Austria he was an Austrian police officer convicted of murdering two burglars 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 he had known for some time who extorted him for his alleged homosexuality there's a lot to unpack i'm still trying to say burglarer i know burglar it took me a long time to learn how to say burglars burglary burglarers see it gets tricky burglar okay all right sorry we all know I'm where here. it's going. I'm people here. doing things they shouldn't. Yeah. Yes. So people were, I'm sorry, he killed people. He was a he cop. Thought, he killed uh-huh. two burglars mm-hmm. who had extorted him for his alleged homosexuality. So they were blackmailing him. Correct. They, so these burglars, burglars were being like, you are gay. Yes. And I'm gonna, gonna tell you. And he was like, you dead bitch and said Kinda. But it okay. there was a little bit of an escalation, but yeah, that's basically how it ended up. Yeah. Okay. He's like bang bang, you dead. Mm-hmm. So Walter P and Johan Kissel, not related to Ben Kissel. I really did first immediately think that. <laughs> it's spelled different. Oh, okay. They were shot by Ernst on April 15th, 1968. So, Ernst claimed that he was watching the two burglars entering the garage to a department store while he was on duty. Mm-hmm. He followed them in to confront them, like, Dirk, Dirk, you're doing bad stuff. I'm going to get you. Hello, pow, pow, plow. Yeah. Pow, pow. Bad stuff. So, according Yum. to Ernst, <laughs> when they noticed him, they shot their guns at him. So, he's like, boom, self-defense. Bang, bang. You dead. Of course. Yeah, but it was more than bang, bang. The two burglars were shot with seven bullets at close range, including headshots. So the investigators were like, hey. Okay, so that was bang, 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 bang. And in the heads, too. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, and bang, bang. Exactly. Okay. So two of Kissel's friends, one of the burglars, two of his friends testified that Kissel knew a policeman who had given him a gun and advised him about the most appropriate time for a robbery. Now, keep in mind, this officer, Ernst, was friends with these guys for a while. Okay. Okay. So he's like, hey, here's a gun. Here's the great, here's a great time for you to go rob Definitely this department store. Definitely go rob this place right now. Yeah, Absolutely. and I'm going to be the cop on duty, so I'm going to cover you. It's going to be fine. No one's going to show up. You can get nope. all the goods you want. Yep. Don't yeah. worry. He was just being a homie. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So, after a lineup, the friends identified Ernst as that officer. They're like, Shut. that was my friend's friend. That's him. 
totally him. Ernst eventually confessed to having in, having intentionally shot them in retaliation for the blackmail. He had known them for quite some time. They had extorted him by threatening to expose his homosexuality. And at the time, homosexual activity was a criminal offense in Austria. And he could be jailed for five Jesus. years. Five years. For just being gay. For being yourself, yeah, if you're gay. Oh my yeah. god, pick your damn battles. No, literally. So he's like, oh, I'm going to pow-pow them because I'm not going to jail for five years. Right. Stupid guy. Mm. So Ernst stated that they had kept asking for more and more hush money. So the plan was to burglarize the department store and Ernst would be the lookout. He would stand guard in uniform and ensure that, that they would be able to get in. And this was basically his way of paying them off. Like, yeah, go get whatever goods you want. I got you, homie. I got your back, whatever. But after they arrived, he followed them into the garage, shot and killed them both, took the gun that he had given to the one guy and shot him like with that gun. Or shot with that gun to, like, aid in his self-defense claim. Yeah. So they didn't even ever shoot at him at all. Then, so then after, you know, the police and the investigators figured all that shit out, he was sentenced to life imprisonment for the two murders and transferred to Stein Prison. There, he strangled 41-year-old convicted murderer Johan Ragatosh, something like that, with his bare hands in the detention center's rec room. Like, just in front of people. Like, So, his reasoning for this was that the inmate was trying to get him to join in with a prison break, and when he refused, the inmate attacked him. So, again, in self-defense, Ernst did what he had to do. What are the odds? He's always defending himself. Hmm. Yeah. So, he was transferred to a detention center to house the most dangerous criminals of the prison. And at that time, there were only seven inmates in that wing. Okay. So, they didn't really have a lot of most dangerous criminals. No. There were only seven for the whole country. Yeah. So, no wonder he made that list. Because I was like, really? I know. He's one of the most dangerous? Okay. Well, you know, self-defense can get pretty dangerous. Look, I'm not saying it's okay what he did, but I'm saying it's far more understandable than any other scenario. Like, he was being blackmailed for his sexual preference, supposed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did he, did we get that information from him? He said they were blackmailing me because I'm gay. Yeah. Like, I, so why would he say that if it wasn't Right. If it wasn't true. Especially at that point. So it's kind of like. I don't know. That's a little bit more understandable to me. Still not okay and not the Still not excusable, but more understandable than just, like, random victims. Yeah. Then fucking, yeah, fucking Reggie no-dick over there. Like, (laughs) Right. So, while in this wing of the prison for the most dangerous um, criminals, he began having repeated psychotic breaks as a result of his schizophrenia. He had delusions that he was still working as a police officer and was being shot at by the other inmates and followed by criminal gangs. As a result, he received psychiatric and medical treatment. Then on June 14, 2001, he had a severe psychotic episode, which resulted in damage to his cell, like where he was being housed. Yeah. And he broke his nose during that incident. The on-duty in-house doctor, Dr. Stippler, Mm -hmm. I just thought Mm -hmm. that was funny administered biperidin which is something that's used for parkinson's disease 
Okay. They administered that on him and ordered him to be accommodated in a specially secured room and to be strapped and restrained to a bed to prevent further self-harm. Well, officials testified to having carried out checks every half hour and finding him sleeping peacefully, but he was found dead the next morning. The cause of death was determined to be an ileus, which is caused from an obstruction to the intestines, and he was pronounced dead at 7.55 a.m. Photos were released of him strapped to the bed in which blood was visibly coming out of his nose and mouth. The photos, along with the fact that restraining beds had been banned in Austrian prisons since 1994, led to the public freaking the fuck out like, this is not okay. The prison is the re- reason he died. Right, right. Yeah. So there were like protests and everything around that. The end. Oh, shit. What yeah. year was this again? Um, when he died, it was 2001, but they had out, they had banned that in 1994. 1994. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy. Okay. Okay. So I just so an obstruction to his intestine is what caused yeah. him to die, and they thought because he was strapped down. I guess they thought like the restraints were too tight. Plus that medicine that they had given him. Oh, I don't know yeah. if it had something to do with like because. They gave him that medicine and it was for Parkinson's, but he had schizophrenia. So I don't know if like it caused something like did it cause a seizure and then the restraints yeah. and I don't even fucking know. It's too much Jeez. for my brain to process. All right. No, no. Yeah, that's 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 rough, man. That's rough for yeah. him. I don't know. I've got a little bit more sympathy for this killer than I do most, I guess. I know. Just a smidge more. Just a smidge, you know. Well, yeah. probably a lot more than something some fuck like Albert Fish. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I, I don't. It's obviously not the answer and not okay. But like we right. said, more understandable. For that, like, sense. break. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There wasn't a whole lot on him. I just thought that that one was really, like, Something that we had never really covered before, like all those no. different variables. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta throw him in there. Well, and again, you, we don't usually in this podcast cover people that I can like understand a little bit more. I know, and I had a feeling you would. <laughs> Where I'm like, okay, yeah, like again, again, not the answer, but mm-hmm. I can, I can understand. Yeah, especially if like, yeah, you're gonna go to prison for it, you know. Obviously, don't murder, and yeah. if you, but you know what a fucked up time to live in. That yeah. what the fuck year was this where being gay was illegal in Austria? So fucked up. All right, yeah, yeah. extremely yeah. fucked up. Extremely fucked up. All right, yeah. that at least yeah, he I, wasn't like a um, wild, crazy police officer who used his power to go around and just kill people and hide the bodies and cover well, up the and investigations. He, you know, <laughs> right, right. And he did like he he essentially. I mean, he did set up a couple people and definitely yeah. used his position as a police officer right. too. But then again, if you think about it, if he hadn't been a police officer, would would he have even been in this line in this like been a target? for that you know what i mean i think right would he have even crossed paths with them to begin with for them to blackmail him yeah probably not exactly exactly so maybe they would have maybe they would have we don't we don't know um but i can definitely understand that position a lot better yeah for sure then then no dick reggie or whatever 
no sex reggie Joe. no dick can't do it christy that's right <laughs> those names are funny They're yeah so creative. i i just thought it would be fun for a bonus episode for people that we've never heard of before like well, I, i've never heard incorrect. of either one. Oh, well fuck <laughs> me i'll delete it all <laughs> delete no that's fine no i like that that was good that was good and it yeah it little variety i think yeah yeah spice it up spice it up sprinkle here and there don't no <laughs> spice in your eyes though you might go blind exactly oh and um tysana tysana we are working tysana. on the pirate episode i swear you will get that google doc soon we are going to do it i promise thank you'll you you'll get a tysana chill no, she's not even she's not even trying to not chill. She's being so chill that I feel so I bad. That's why it's my favorite to be like chill. Because Tysana is always chill. I know. <laughs> it's All coming. right, Tysana, chill more. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> no, we, we will. We appreciate you very much. Yes. Obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. what I have. Um while you guys are waiting on the next episode of this, head on over to where the weird things are. There's a lot of shit over there. Yes, we'll have a new episode with me and Heather out shortly as well. We've got some. If you've never listened to me and Heather on where the weird things are, <laughs> please go and check it out. Because, yeah. um, it well, it depends. It, if you if you don't like the banter aspect of what we do here in MVN, then don't do it. But if you do, <sighs> do then anyway. go over to where the weird things are because we we do cover. <sighs> This it's different. It's it is different. What we do. What it's we more do relaxed. It's more relaxed. It's it's more, um, I don't know. It's less serial killers and more yeah. kind of one off. Not that we won't ever cover, but so far it's been kind of more one off murders and oddities and and stuff like yes. that. So so yeah, definitely if you like our vibe here, um, swing over to where the weird things are and get some more of us. And if Can't you don't enough. like our vibe, but you super like paranormal or history or lore. There's mm-hmm. that stuff over there too. There is, yes. We've got a whole a whole range. That's not all Heather, unfortunately. If that's what you're there for, you you got one out of four. But <laughs> yes, they're like I've had <laughs> enough of her and her delays. We're good. Oh, might- <laughs> <laughs> well, we got delays there too. So you fucked either way. <laughs> Technology has not been our friend. It has. We both, yes, we've both been complaining about our systems i don't know what's going on there's something in the air lately where technology is like nah fam yeah it's in the air or like they're sending out updates that we don't know about yet so our system's like hey i need my update and we're like we don't know what your update is guy (laughs) i can't find it (laughs) you're plugged in that's all i need from you okay yeah no that's me i'm like you're plugged in the settings are set what else do you need from me right it's like it's like a lot more and i'm like i don't know yeah Uh, we're getting our shit together you'll have it we're trying we're here we love you we're doing our best what else do you need from us (laughs) probably more but just come visit us in august yeah please that's coming up quick, man. And I know. I'm just over four months we'll be at the True Crime Paranormal podcast. Pod, true True Crime Paranormal mm-hmm. Podcast Festival. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was right. 
We'll be there doing our thing in Austin, Texas. Bow, bow, bow. Bow, Just bow, over bow. four months. Bow, pew, pew. So that's coming up quick. I know. I feel like we're yeah. not ready. I'm we're not freaking out. No, we're not. No. I still have stuff to order. So same. We'll get there. I haven't even. Yep, we'll do it. We'll be there. We'll be either way. We'll be we'll there. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. We already so. paid for everything. We're there. Everything's already. paid for. We're there. Yeah, <laughs> we're literally waiting there right now and waiting for our table to be set up. <laughs> just come visit us in four months. Even we'll still be there. there. <laughs> Even if we're just there, standing, <laughs> with no merch, nothing to give away, we'll be there. Even if you don't even know it's our table, we'll tell you it's us. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, sorry, you've been here too long. You lost your signage. <laughs> oh, All right. So well, look, look. Oh, God. I was going to say, they've heard enough of us. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk to them more about this. Um, yeah. But if you guys have any other suggestions for bonuses while we're getting our themed episodes together, let us know. If you have any Patreon ideas, let us know. Mm-hmm. And also go listen to Where the Weird Things Are and give ideas over there because they cover all the things and it's so fucking fun. So do it. <laughs> Until next time. Yes. No, that's the wrong yes. one. Yep. Stay Is inside. It? Stay alive. <laughs> And don't call the cops unless you notice that your neighbor has been digging a lot in their back communal garden. And you're like, I don't know. I feel like I just keep seeing them digging and then burying it and then digging and then burying and then digging and then burying. Maybe then call the cops. Yeah. Especially if no tulips are coming up. Okay. Bye. Bye.